0: The volume. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. In terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash tirerackcom The way tire buying should be.
2: complete terms.
1: Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook, incredibly easy to use, Super safe, totally secure, super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets, live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C O L I N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. Hi, everybody. It's Prime Cuts, the best of the Colin Coward podcast. Another great week. Matt Mosley covered the Cowboys for almost 20 years. He blames Dak for the loss at Kansas City. Marcus Thompson, he was fantastic. Updates us on the Warriors resurgence, the future of KD, and he's got a fantastic new NBA book out. And Chad Millman, NFL Week 12, sharper square. But first, my top takes of the week. The Giants have fired Jason Garrett. And the Giants have given Freddie Kitchens the job as coordinator for Daniel Jones. And it, it reminds me of something about the quarterback position. Years ago, I went to a Sun Bowl. I worked for a local affiliate in Portland, Oregon, KGW. And I had to cover an Oregon football game. I think they were playing Minnesota, Glenn Mason, and the Golden Gophers, I believe. And I went down to El Paso, which is on the border next to Juarez. And Juarez is a pretty hard scrabble town, a lot of crime, and, you know, not always the safest place in the world after dark. And so I went to a restaurant one night in El Paso. It was on the border. And I I remember going to this restaurant and somebody who lived there said, I'm going to take you. It's not the best part of town. It's pretty rough, but it's got good food. And I remember going for a drive and it was like an industrial district. And then we got to the restaurant and it was, it looked like a former tire center. Uh, The servers were old. It was a family, wasn't the fastest service, and it kind of smelled, especially in the bathrooms. But I sat down with about four guys and it was the best Mexican meal I'd ever had in my life. I think we stayed there for two hours. And what it made me think is if you get the food right, Nothing else matters in restaurants. You can be a dive bar. You can have dark lighting, slow, not the greatest part of town. If the food's great, you'll go. I have buddies that live in Detroit and Chicago, and they go to these dive burger places, and they've taken me to them. And you're like, this is it? And they're like, it's been here 32 years. Why? They're like, you'll know after you, after you have dinner. You'll figure out why. It's the same with quarterback. If you get the quarterback right, nothing else matters. If you look in the NFL standings today, outside of the NFC South, where Brady is in first place, and there really is no second great quarterback in division, every other division, the two best quarterbacks are in first or second place. Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, go over to the NFC. Dak and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts right now is the second best quarterback in that division. Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford. Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Say what you want. Kirk's the second best quarterback in that division. It doesn't matter. Get the quarterback right. Nothing else matters. And the Giants didn't get Daniel Jones right. He reminds me of the quarterback Jake Locker out of Washington. Despite having a quarterback as his head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, he couldn't complete fifty-five percent of his throws in college. He went eight to Tennessee, and I called it. He's a bust. Got to be able to make the throws. Daniel Jones, despite having David Cutcliffe, a quarterback whisper at Duke, he completed under sixty percent of his throws in a bad conference. You can blame everybody with the Giants, but if Daniel Jones was Justin Herbert, everybody, including Jason Garrett, would keep their job. When I watch Kirk Cousins play. I always feel like he's, you know, when they talk about like a median home price in a community, that means half the prices of the homes are higher than that and half are lower. I feel like he's the median quarterback in the NFL. If you're not as good as Kirk, you have to draft another quarterback or acquire one. To be a Super Bowl team, you have to be better than Kirk Cousins. But he is good enough, and this really symbolizes the Vikings. They're good enough to beat anybody, but not good enough to beat anybody by a large margin. So, their margins are so thin. That's why they're in all these close games. And whenever you hear that term, the median house price, I, I, that's, that's my way of describing Kirk Cousins. I believe half the quarterbacks in the league are worse, half are better. Kirk Cousins now is 4-3-1 and one against Aaron Rodgers. There's something there on Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win a playoff game. I think Mike Zimmer's perhaps the most underrated coach in the league. And I feel like the Vikings are the Colts of the NFC. And I want to go talk about the Colts because they hammered the Buffalo Bills. And I feel the exact same way with the Colts. They can beat virtually anybody in the league, but they're not special enough to go up against the best teams generally and blow them out. Now, Buffalo has no running game and it worked. But we spend a lot of time talking about the Arizona Cardinals have gone out. And after one year of Josh Rosen, they moved off him, right? And they went and got Kyler Murray and it's been Mardi Gras. Remember how much pushback the Colts got for Carson Wentz? Everybody's hiding now. When they went and spent that money on Carson Wentz, The Colts, Chris Ballard, got dogged by people. Are you all watching Carson Wentz? You take out the two Tennessee games, he has been a pro bowler. He made a a scramble play. He ducked under a Bills pass rush and ran for about 25 yards. First down, they eventually scored. we got to be fair about this stuff. When teams make big moves and it doesn't work, we want the coach fired and the GM canned. The Carson Wentz move for the Colts, has been an absolute home run for them. You look at their remaining schedule. You look at how they matched up physically with Buffalo. I said it last week. The Colts and the Vikings, to me, feel like playoff teams in the AFC and the NFC, respectively. They wouldn't make it today, but they're getting really close. Every profession requires a certain attitude or aptitude to be really successful. For doctors, you can go to Harvard, Be a brain surgeon. But if your bedside manner is terrible, if you don't emotionally connect with patients and their families, you're going to lose business. Patients are nervous. They want somebody to comfort them, make them feel safe and taken care of, make their families feel safe. That's why for a doctor, bedside manner, empathy and patience is incredibly important. The doctors sued are not the worst doctors. Read Freakonomics. It's the doctors with the porous bedside manner. Navy SEALs, you think it's about bravado and courage, but it's not. They go on dangerous missions with a team of other men. The bottom line is, loners do not work with the SEALs. You need guys who are on teams in high school or college. Can you trust them? Do they have your back? It's not about bravado and courage. That's just an element to it. The number one priority is team players, trustable teammates in dangerous crises. That's where I think Baker Mayfield fails. Quarterback is very political. You have to be conciliatory. You have to be a lubricator. Jay Cutler had great talent, but he was an agitator. He was a loner. He didn't make people feel special. He was the opposite of political. Jim McMahon, Baker Mayfield. That's Baker's issue. Brady's greatest asset. He falls on the sword at a press conference. He makes the young players feel included. And the veterans at the end of their career feel important. That's being quarterback. You have to make Antonio Brown feel like he matters because the rest of the league acts like he doesn't. You have to make sure that Mike Evans feels like a number one Keep Chris Godwin as a number two, feeling like he could be a number one on certain Sundays. You have to elevate the offensive line. You got to keep your tight ends happy. Brady's gift. Ask any 20-year-old or 21-year-old who's ever gone to the Patriots. You ever notice Tom Brady comes up and introduces himself and says, Hi, I'm Tom Brady. Why? Everybody knows his name. He wants to make the young players feel they're on even footing. It's a team. I'm not above you. Baker's got talent. So did Jim McMahon. So did Jay Cutler. I don't think Baker has the right personality for the position, and it will ultimately be his undoing. All right, Matt Mosley, my buddy, Doomsday Podcast Forever, longtime cowboy writer for ESPN and now Fox Sports. He watched the Cowboys game in Paris, which is a first. So it sounds remarkably clear because we did a brief test before you came on. Why are you in Paris? Well, we
0: had uh, Colin. What are you having tonight, by the way? It looked like a Shasta or something. Um, does it look as it was just a club soda? Very boy. Yeah, it's not as fun as usual. Um I we before the pandemic, like right when it was hitting that March, when we were sort of understanding and accepting this was about a year and a half or so ago, um, we were within days of leaving on this long planned trip with my in-laws and my daughter and and wife. And this was when it got rescheduled and I didn't have a lot of say in it, probably a week in which the Cowboys play. Uh, two two games, like in five or six days, not the greatest timing, but uh, uh, Paris is beautiful any time of the year. colin and and a lot of big a lot of NFL fans over here. so it's it's worked out. I know it's worked out nicely for me. I've had a lot of help here at the hotel. I'm in the shadows of the Eiffel Tower. As we speak, and uh, Mo, the night manager, has been just incredible and has helped put me. in. I, he got me on a laptop watching the game, and then at one point, I was. He actually had me on his phone, <laughs> 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 but I was able to watch the whole thing. And what a what a uh, pitiful performance it
1: was well, by the Cowboys. Listen. You didn't have Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper, Tyron Smith, CeeDee Lamb got hurt after the first half. You know, I'm not trying to create excuses, but you watch Chris Jones dismantle the offensive line. And I think to myself, well, if the Cowboys have Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who didn't have a great date, he's probably under the same duress Dak is. To me, the game was Chris Jones wrecked the Cowboys front. That was the game to me. Yeah, he's a
0: monster. And since he's been able to uh, uh, sort of move inside, I, I thought the interior of the Cowboys offensive line. I mean, Colin, when do you see Zach Martin? give up a sack. It happens like maybe once a year. It happened in this game. They, they, and, and he did. He had a great... Every few years, one player almost makes a career against the Cowboys. Now, this is a good player, so I don't want to act like this is like his coming out party. But he did. You're right. He took over. Um, but I guess the part I'm not ready to dismiss because of injuries is... This quarterback, who we've all celebrated, and I wrote a whole column on Fox Sports about, oh my gosh, what a measuring stick game against the great Mahomes. Mahomes has all the skins on the wall. Mahomes didn't need this. Mahomes has already accomplished pretty much everything, and he's kind of got it rolling again. This was a great opportunity for Dak. And while we can blame some of the issue on the offensive line, he wasn't sharp. And 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 he was missing on throws. And even when he hit throws like Cedric Wilson would have to go to the ground to make a play down there. And when they got anywhere near the goal line or in, in the red zone, they couldn't function. So I, I I did I thought the I thought the quarterback played poorly
1: here. Yeah, I mean, Zach's never been an elegant, easy thrower. And when you rush Zach and he doesn't have Amari Cooper, his best technician. It's pretty obvious he's he's a marginal. It's, it's I, I always said this. There, there are guys in this league, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Dak. Um, when you pressure them, Jared Goff significantly, when you pressure them, they dip far more than Mahomes pressured or Rogers pressured or Kyler Murray pressured. And, you know, I, I thought when Dak can't set his feet, he's just not a beautiful arm talent. Is that fair? i
0: think that i think that is fair um i just love hearing you describe beautiful arm talent i mean i i
3: I, I, i'm getting ready to
0: go to louvre tomorrow and it makes me think of that some of the things i'll see um i do think he needs to get set i think it's unfair probably and not a great comparison for him when we try to go okay let's look at him next to Mahomes because the guy makes a living off those sort of off schedule and off balance yeah. throws. And I think you're right to say that Dak needs to be in a rhythm and have sort of everything yes. under him in his base. That doesn't yes. mean on the run he can't make some nice throws. But I, I I think what's what's weird about Dak, and he needs to get to this point, He if he's in a poor rhythm, which he was in the first half, you sort of expect he's a good enough player. We we think of him maybe as a top five type quarterback that he's going to some point get you, he's going to get going. And he really didn't. And, and late in that game, he was still, I, I you know, he made a few uh, throws late, but late in that game, I was looking and he had thrown for like 136 yards. Um, You know, I, that's 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 like a Jalen Hurts performance. And I know that's unfair because Jalen's actually playing fairly well. But like today, the Eagles won, and I noticed Jalen Hurts had about 140 yards. He played fine, but the Eagles won for a lot of different reasons. They ran the ball, the defense, all that kind of thing. Dak needs to be better than that. Okay, he's if we are going to judge him as an elite player, I just don't think he can keep having. I mean, this is two of these performances in the past three weeks. So I don't know if we want to blame it on some kind of lingering injury issue. His base isn't right. I'm not sure. I'm just saying I have a tendency when he plays like this to to not immediately go, well, he just didn't have Amari or he, or C.D. got hurt. I just don't think he was right today, even before C.D. Uh, suffered that that probable concussion.
1: This Cyber Monday, nobody has a better deal than FanDuel. New customers get $50 in free bets when they sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no deposit required. That's right. Sign up from November 26th to November 29th, and you'll get $50 in site credit free. Listen, pick a local game to bet on if possible. Same game parlay, money line, touchdown score. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, it's the perfect time to give it a shot. The app is easy to use, 15 seconds to sign up. You'll get paid in as little as two hours. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, sign up. Please use the promo code Colin to get $50 in free bets. That's promo code Colin at FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee redline is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex
0: Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable! When you
4: get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express.
2: provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
5: How lucky we were to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Marcus Thompson for The Athletic, a Bay Area columnist. He's written the books Golden, The Miraculous Rise of Steph Curry. KD, Kevin Durant's relentless pursuit to be the greatest. His latest book is Dynasties. The 10 GOAT teams that changed the NBA forever. I haven't read that yet. I'll get to that in a second. We got to start with this. There was a sense. I mean, my sense from outside of the Warriors was, okay, Steph is healthy. Clay will come back. Draymond's getting older. KD is gone. Jordan Poole appears to be interesting. Fourth or fifth seed kind of two young draft picks, not ready to play. Wiseman's not available. So I thought... You know, they'll get back into the playoffs and all of a sudden you watch about 20 games and you're like, hell, this is the deepest, best team in the league. So, but I'm an outsider. You're not. Has their success caught you a little off guard?
3: Oh, hell yeah. I didn't, I, I thought I was being radical by predicting the three seed. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, you watch, you watch it get to the top three. But that, I thought. With clay, right? You add clay. Wiseman looks better. Man, this team could be scary. They could be a three seed. Otherwise, I'm like Steph Get you, Steph gets you into the mix for four or five, right? That's what I thought. I'm looking at a team that's not just 15 and two. They're blowing the doors on teams. Like it is crazy. Uh, it's just not that they're winning, it's how they're doing it. They're winning with defense and rebounding, which is it's nuts. They gave up defensive players. They went and got shooting. They added Bielitsa and Otto Porter, who's like 74, looks like Will Chamberlain, and moves like him too. But somehow, he's rebounded and playing defense. Like, I don't understand this team. I've been saying for the longest time, yo, know, chill. Colin. everybody's like, this feels like 2015, 16, this 73. And I. I'm like, yo, relax. I was there for that. This is not this. But I'm telling you, every game, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I'm feeling like the idiot.
1: What Clay will we get? What do you hear and what do you see? Uh, super
3: hungry. Like, you know, Clay's been, he's eager. He's on the sidelines. Uh, he looks really good. Uh, I think they're at the point now where it's like conditioning and just caution. He hasn't played for two years. You don't know what's going to happen when he goes full throttle, right? He could go full throttle and, you know, you can have soreness and tightness and swelling. Who knows? But, man, when you watch him, he he looks pretty good. He he'll be able to do this one thing, right? This one thing he'll probably be able to do it until he's eighty. He'll be able to stand at a spot behind a three point line and he'll be able to hit that shot. <laughs> like no matter what, he will be able to do that. And if they're this good with Nemanja Bielitsa, right? If they're doing this with uh, with Gary Payton a second, what do they do when it's Clay now? who's going to hit 56% of those corner threes. So they don't even need that much of them. Kyler, that's the crazy part. Like they don't need that much of them, but I think you'll get about 80, 85% clay.
1: I want to touch on Kevin Durant. So, I I am not a rear view mirror participant in this. I thought leaving Steph for Kyrie Irving was an egregiously bad decision. I think Steph is one of the – one, right? (laughs) Well, I think Steph's maybe the greatest superstar teammate in the history of team sports. Brady's probably first or second. And Steph, selfless team guys would take pay cuts, uh, give up shots. It's all about winning. And he's also mature, married, charities kids. I mean, Steph's a real adult. Kyrie's a mega talent, but is a different cat. And I mean, now I really it it about 3 weeks ago, I maybe it was a month ago, Kevin Durant was asked about Kyrie and he said, "I haven't talked to him." And I'm like, "Oh, bro. <laughs> <To> not only <laughs> haven't you talked to him, you admitted it to the press." So that's a message. Like yeah. you you're sending it out there like um, I'm done with him. I don't, you know, KD. I don't think he retires as a Brooklyn Net. What do you think? Twelve months to twenty-four months. You think he's going to sit there in that situation with marginal ownership, front office? Where do you think his future lies?
3: I, I think a lot of that depends on if he can win a championship. I really do. Uh, that I was there for that scene when the Warriors are there, and in his hometown, they're chanting MVP for Steph. Right. Like you were there. The Warriors fans. Oh, yeah. Warriors fans literally took over the arena. It was it was one of the wild scenes I've seen in the last five years where Steph touches the ball and the crowd is rising to his feet, like begging him to do something great. It was, it was wild. And it, it definitely crystallized his choice. Not not just necessarily to leave the Warriors, but to choose Brooklyn, like a secondary franchise, and you know, thinking he could lift it. But I do think. If he wins a championship, especially without Kyrie, it kind of cements him as the guy who people said he wasn't. And at that point, I think that changes the stakes, right? Uh, to me, he's in the situation, he's in an ideal situation for him. He left because he wanted his own thing, and now he's got it. And there's no dispute about whose team it is. So if they win a championship, which we learned last year, He could do like he doesn't need much around him. It was like Bruce Brown and and, and Blake Griffin. And he almost beat Milwaukee. Right. Which might have been the championship. But if he could win a title, I think it changes everything. I don't know if Brooklyn ever becomes this fortress of love, you know, of of reverence, you know, because his game deserves it. But I just don't it's going to be tough to turn Brooklyn into that like in the shadow of the Knicks. And I think I think Kevin Durant deserves that. So does he go looking for it? I think if he gets a championship, and now he's free. But he I don't know if he could leave again without a title. I don't think he would do
1: that. Well, I was talking to somebody about two years ago before he left Golden State, and they said, trust me, KD's a wanderer. It's just his personality. He's yeah, a wanderer. Yeah. When you look back at the time you covered him, and you were pretty spot on with everything, Um can it be said that you were still a little shocked he left?
3: By the end, no. But yeah, when you just kind of step back and be like, wow, he you really, you really left this. Like, that's, that's jarring. But by the end, it was clear like he was going go. to go. To everybody who was around here, everybody knew what was up. You know, the team knew what was up. But in hindsight, because of who Katie is, because of what he appreciates, what he likes, it was jarring. And it made a lot of sense, though, that he went to go play with his friend. To me, that always made sense. Like him and Kyrie are friends. He went to play with his friend. That stuff matters to him. Uh, so it is a little interesting now to see him playing without his friend, <laughs> right? But it was like, no, I, I think Kevin Durant is constantly in search of a challenge, constantly of a challenge. And I think it wasn't challenging anymore, the Warriors. So it didn't, it didn't surprise me that he left in that sense. <laughs>
1: All right. I bring in my buddy, Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer, Action Network. I had another winning week. My Blazing Five went three and two, took a lot of dogs. Uh, I find myself this week, once again, enticed by dogs. And my theory is it took me about eight, nine weeks to figure this out. But I think the top and the bottom of the league are small. And I think there's about 13 to 15 teams that are all based on who's healthier can beat each other all year. Packers, Vikings, a great example. I think Green Bay is as good as anybody in this league. The Vikings may be the 12th best team, but you're at home, you're healthier, and you can beat them. So let me start with this. Um, One of the games I really like this week, Rams plus one and a half at Green Bay. So first of all, the fact that the Packers were able to beat Arizona, missing 11 starters, and compete with Minnesota when their tight ends out for the year, Aaron Jones is out. Their number three receiver. Their left tackle. They lost their center in the off season. Their best corner. Their best linebacker. And now I get Sean McVay, who's never lost, leading at half with ten days, seven days of extra practice with OBJ. I've been told they're going to use a lot of stuff beyond eleven personnel. They're going to catch the Packers a little off guard. Aaron Rodgers isn't healthy. I like the Rams plus one and a half, sharper square. The Rams. Were the sharp side because this line opened
5: at three and it has moved to Rams minus one, which tells you everything you need to know about how this game started. The one thing I am thinking about, and we've talked about this last week. Remember, we talked about the syndicate last week. I am wary that there is a syndicate out there that is betting down the Rams because they do believe that that is where the public is ultimately going to want to bet. And they're going to want to get a better number on the Packers. So I'm a little bit skeptical that the sharp move is really a sharp move in favor of the Rams versus just wanting to get the Packers at home closer to pick.
1: Who do you like?
5: If it's a, if it's a closer to pick, if it's Packers minus one, then I like the Packers.
1: All right. Fair enough. Um, I like Washington plus two at home against Seattle. Um, sometimes people don't want to admit things, but they're just true. And Seattle needs to be in a rebuild. It's a bad secondary. It's a o line. It's a marginal running back crew. They're not dynamic at tight end. Seattle's not good. And they are the fourth place team in their division for a reason. They have an outdated head coach They've whiffed on several draft picks. They can't get a first round draft pick, right? And they gave up too much for Jamal Adams. We are viewing Seattle off 10, 11, 12 win seasons as an elite team. They have to blow this up. They should trade Bobby Wagner, maybe move Dwayne Brown. Washington at home getting points to me is the sharp side, sharper square.
5: Sharp side, 100%.
1: The wise guys
5: are absolutely with you. This has been actually a pretty aggressive move. Uh, from the professionals uh, in the first 48 hours since the line was posted, started at Seattle minus two and a half. Now, uh, you actually, there are some places where you can get Seattle plus one. Um, All the money has been coming in on the Washington football team. And a lot of times you will not see this kind of move. You won't see this kind of reaction from professional bettors um, in which they are betting a team like the Washington football team that had a win, as an underdog against a team that had just lost in Seattle. It's a natural spot to fade the Washington football team, fade what you think is going to be the overreaction. But the truth is, is everything you just said. You're seeing a team in Washington that is starting to play better. You know, Taylor Heineke, there was a story about a month ago where the Washington football team was looking like they were struggling. And the coaches and Taylor Heineke sat down and they basically said, you're not playing like you. You're playing too conservative. You're playing like you're trying to control a game. You're playing like you're afraid to lose a game instead of winning the game. And since then, he's been much more aggressive. He's been playing more like a backyard type of uh, ball player that he is. The team has overall been playing better. The defense, the front line, even the front four, even without Chase Young, has been playing better. Um, but really, this is about Seattle. Russ, he just doesn't look right. Um, the ball is in as sharp the passes are falling in receivers' feet. Uh, this is as much about what's happening on the field than it is about sort of the numbers the bookmakers are posting.
1: The other game I like is Broncos plus one and a half at home against the Chargers. So, what we're seeing with the Chargers over the last two years is a quarterback that's Andrew Luck but not as reckless, who was overcoming last year, A really bad O-line, and this year, regrettable special teams and a soft rushing defense, is that we have to be honest about what the Chargers are. They're a pretty average team with a rookie coach, with a stupendous left tackle and quarterback and some nice weapons. But I think Denver's got a better overall roster, altitude, at home, getting points. This is the play for me. One of my favorite of the week, sharper square. I like the Broncos. This is how sharp you're getting.
5: This is the wise guy's favorite play of the week. To to the point where Simon Hunter, who's the professional better, I co-host the favorites with, he told me in the podcast we recorded today, his phone was blowing up at two o'clock in the morning when lines were first starting to come out uh, East Coast time are you betting the Broncos plus two and a half? Are you betting the Broncos plus two and a half? Like he was worried that he wasn't going to get there in time. Um, And it's not just because, you know, the wise guys tend to like short home dogs in these divisional matchups. Uh, It's really because they've been doing what you just described as fading the Chargers for the past couple of weeks. They realized, and we've talked about this, that Ravens game that the Chargers had, uh, that was a telltale sign. And that was a game in which the wise guys came in hard on the Ravens. And the reason why I go back a few weeks for a lot of these games, whenever we talk about these games, is because there are pivot points in a season where wise guys tend to understand, okay, this is the line of demarcation. This is when we truly understand what is true about this team and what has been sort of the fad that they've been riding, and there's going to be the regression. Going into that game, The Chargers were nearly perfect in third and fourth down conversions. And that's how they were winning those games. That's what made Justin Herbert look like a world beater. That's what made Brandon Staley look so smart. In that game, they crashed back down to earth in the third and fourth down conversions. And then nothing has changed since then. They're the same team that is struggling in those scenarios. And the mediocrity of the roster is catching up to them. We saw all that happen in their late game collapse in that game with the Steelers, which we both had the Steelers plus six. Um, but also their weakness plays to the strength of the Broncos. You mentioned their roster, their running game, two-headed monster in the running game. It's really good. The past three weeks has averaged 120 rushing yards per game. Um, they call a lot of play action. That doesn't play, That plays well against the Chargers secondary. And mostly like Teddy Bridgewater gets the ball out fast, gets it out accurate. The one thing the Chargers have a strength is Joey Bosa. That's mitigated if you've got Teddy Bridgewater who can get rid of the ball so quickly.
1: At The Volume Sports YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, rate, review, subscribe. We'll talk soon.
4: Thank
0: you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel New?